Let's go! On episode 526 of Nintendo Switchcraft, the rumors were true. Super Nintendo and NES news, Clubhouse games, multiplayer info, those stories, and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, this is Bobby Blackwell from the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. To Nintendo Switchcraft, everybody. I'm Bill. I'm your host, and this is where you come to get all of your Nintendo news. If you haven't already subscribed, make sure that you head on over to anchor.fm slash NSC for Nintendo Switchcraft and subscribe, or just look for it in whatever podcasting app that you're listening to it right now. Um, let's let's get started. I want to say that this show comes to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over at my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash run jump stomp if you haven't already followed me over there make sure that you do it only takes a second and then you get notified when i go live you get to see all of the times when i make a mistake and have to start over like i just did only seconds ago uh with that being said the this episode of switchcraft is made possible by patrons like you if you want to support the show and get all of my content ad free you can do that by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. And a big, big, huge thank you to everybody who's already joined. You may have just heard a motorcycle go by my house really, really fast. Uh, if that's the case, I apologize, but it's a beautiful temperature outside and I wanted to open up the window. So we've got a, an open window today. And that's why if you're watching over on Twitch, I might look a little extra, extra lit up. Anyway, let's get started with the show. Super Mario, one, two, and three. There's power in numbers. Nintendo, now you're playing with power. Each game sold separately. Oh, man. There were rumors a while back that we were getting a whole bunch of Mario games this year for the, I think, 35th anniversary of Mario, which would be fantastic. And in part of those rumors... One of the things that they also said is that Paper Mario was making a comeback. And if you had asked me a couple of months back, was it a couple of months, maybe a month ago, when those rumors first came out, if I if I could set all of the rumors out in front of me and like put them in order of most likely to least likely, I would have taken the Paper Mario um, rumor as least likely. I would have said that one's probably not going to the, the the remake stuff that they're talking about over here, I can see them doing that. But uh taking uh Paper Mario and making another game from it, especially when they've continually um gotten kind of abysmal reviews outside of a thousand year door. Everybody loves a thousand year door, everybody thinks that that game is fantastic. And then every single time Nintendo brings out another Paper Mario game, everybody's like, well, but it's not a thousand year door. Can you make another game that's like that? And, uh, you know, I figured maybe Nintendo had had enough of uh, us grumpy people complaining about it not being a thousand year door. And so they just wouldn't wouldn't make another Paper Mario game or if they did, it was going to be quite a long time before they did. So that's why I thought that 
that this was the least likely thing to happen. Well, it go just goes to show you that no matter how closely you follow Nintendo stuff, and I follow it pretty damn closely, it's hard to predict what they're going to do. Why am I talking about this? Because Paper Mario uh, has some new... Uh, or There's a new Paper Mario game coming. It's called Paper Mario and the Origami King, and it looks really fantastic, of course, because Nintendo makes fantastic stuff. Um, and in, in this one, they kind of show off that instead of everybody being uh, instead of everybody being two dimensional, now they have folded up paper characters and created three dimensional characters out of paper through origami, which is awesome. And and Mario is like, I I ain't having none of that. No, thank you. Uh, you're not going to be creasing me. I like to be nice and flat. And that is the, I guess, the, the the reason that the Origami King is angry with Mario. Um, the thing that is so surprising here for Paper Mario, the Origami King, is that, sure, there were rumors about it, but this game is launching on July 17th. I'm going to say that date again, July 17th. That is really soon and having and us having had heard nothing about it outside of the rumors i think that that is incredibly interesting and um i just i love it when companies are able to keep stuff really close to the to the to the vest and they they don't give out that information too soon you know i i look at companies like the rain is really starting. I may have to pause recording or close the window. Um, now look at companies like Square Enix where they have uh, constantly announced games way too far in advance. And then, you know, we hear about Final Fantasy VII Remake for years and years and years before we actually get our hands on it. But then Mario, uh, you know, Nintendo does something like this with Paper Mario where the first time that they unveil it is less than like is about two months before it's going to come out. That's awesome. And I think that that's really the sweet spot of uh, the amount of time that you get uh, before you need to... Um, I, I'm sorry, I, I got distracted by the rain. I, I think that's the sweet spot for the amount of time you need to build hype for something without letting it linger too long. And I think that that's a really awesome thing. Now... There's some cool new mechanics that we're seeing in this. So first off, there's a, a part where it shows Mario fishing. There's a part where Mario is on a boat. There's a part where Mario is uh, driving a little car that looks like a Goomba shoe. Uh, the combat looks really cool. Like all of the enemies are on like this weird uh, circular puzzle piece. And you have to line them up so that Mario can get the best combo possible. I'm very excited for this game. I am hoping that it is it, that it has more in common with the Thousand Year Door than it does with Sticker Star, um, because I was not a fan of Sticker Star, and hopefully Nintendo has heard that enough. Now, as if that wasn't enough information for them to unveil, at the very end. There's a little teaser for something else, which kind of blew me away. And that is, and I just realized that my my show everybody the screen thing was a little bit too wide and people, whoops, may have missed 
missed some stuff, but that's okay. Um, so the there's a, one more thing that they showed at the end, uh, a little uh, origami Samus helmet is on Mario's head and he's running back and forth shooting. And I think that that's their teaser to say, hey, guess what, everybody? Look forward to some Metroid Prime 4 news this year. Now, okay. There's a couple of different ways that you can look at this. And the first way is that it's got to be about Metroid Prime 4. Because if it's not about Metroid Prime 4, then Nintendo just shot themselves in the foot by talking about it. For them to show Mario wearing like the little Samus helmet, if that is not a... um, uh, I, I like a tell, like in gambling. If that's like not like a tell that says, "Hey, here's a here's a little Easter egg, here's a little hint." We're going to be talking about Metroid Prime Four later this year. If it's not related to that, then that was a huge, huge mistake by Nintendo because everybody's been asking about Metroid Prime Four for a very long time. It is the thing that blew everybody away when it got announced. Go back and watch those videos. It was insanity when that got announced uh, that they were working on it. And for them to put it in this announcement when it doesn't have to be there is just such a gutsy move. And if it's not, like if if they're not saying, hey, we're going to be, you're going to be playing Metroid Prime 4 sooner than you think, then uh, then I think that it, they're going to get a lot of backlash for it. What else could it be? Well, there's a couple of other things that it could be. All right. I'm going to close the window and uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, I'll tell you what those other things could be. Sega. Hot hits today. Hot hits on the way. Plug into today's hottest arcade hit. Okay. The window is closed and nature is safely Encased, encased, that's not the right word, safely on the other side of the window because I was I was nervous about uh, the water coming in. But, you know, right before the break, I was telling you, um, you know, the uh, there's other things that Nintendo could be telegraphing with this uh, with this little Mario uh, Easter egg in this video. The first is Metroid Prime Trilogy. We've had rumors of Metroid Prime Tr- Trilogy coming to Nintendo Switch for a while, a lot of people would be very, very excited for that. If for no other reason than the fact that a lot of people missed out on it and didn't play it the first time around, and now they would have a chance to try it again. And I guess my my question about that is, would you, like for me, I would like to have the Metroid Prime Trilogy again before Metroid Prime 4, I think that that would be probably the best move because that would give people that chance to go back through and play through 1, 2, and 3 and then have the, you know, the 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 experience of 1, 2, and 3 fresh in their minds before they jump in on 4 because it has been a very long time. In fact, Metroid Prime 3 came out August 2007. So it's been a real it's been 13 years. Since we've had a Metroid Prime game, I think it makes a lot of sense for us to go back to that series first. And not everybody has a GameCube or a Wii or a Wii U 
to play it on. I mean, the the last time that Metroid Prime Trilogy was released was on the Wii U, but famously, there's only 14 million of those consoles in the wild total for the lifetime sales. And of the people who have that, the number of people who bought a Metroid game for it are probably pretty low. That being said, I would love it if they would bring that game to the Nintendo Switch. I'm curious as to what the control scheme would be like. Would it be more like the GameCube, since the Switch is a handheld system? Or would it be more like the Wii, because the Joy-Cons have motion control? That's a big question that I would want answered before I ended up picking it up. And I'm sure that they would, of course, answer that. That's one of the things that this uh, Easter egg could be uh, leading us towards. The second thing that it could be leading us towards is something that I'm also I also would be excited about, and that would be um, Metroid: Samus Returns coming to the Nintendo Switch. If you go back to the first year of the Nintendo Switch, uh, back in 2017, if you go back to then and you uh, look at E3, Nintendo made two Metroid announcements that year. The first one was. Well, actually, I don't remember what order it was in, uh, but the first one, one of the two was uh, Metroid Prime 4, and it was just a logo, and a, a bunch of people were screaming and stuff. You know, I'm always, I'm a little more chill than that, so you're never going to get me, like, screaming at, at announcements like that, um, but a lot of people were so excited about the Metroid Prime, Prime 4 stuff, and that was a necessity. They had to make that announcement at that point, even though they weren't ready to. And the reason that they had to make that announcement was because of the other announcement. And that was that there was going to be a side-scrolling Metroid game called Samus Returns. It was basically a remake of Metroid 2. And it it was on the 3DS, not the Switch. And I've talked about this on the show before. But for Nintendo to launch a brand new system and then launch a Metroid game, but not launch that Metroid game on that brand new system... That would have made a whole, like the Twitter rage would have, have been absolutely crazy. So what does Nintendo do instead? They say, don't worry, we're also making Metroid Prime 4. Now, of course, that's been delayed because they uh, decided to have Retro Studios take over the project and they scrapped everything that they had before. I've talked about it on the show a million times. Um, But that's what I think another option for them to do is to bring that Samus Returns, which by and large was very, very well liked, but it was also on the 3DS and so many people, myself included, never bothered with it because we were too busy playing our Nintendo Switch to bother with our 3DS, even though, you know, I still have my 3DS. It's on the shelf behind me someplace. So those are our three options for what what we have for this Metroid news. Number one, Metroid Prime 4 later this year. Oh, man, that would be awesome and very surprising. Number two, uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy later this year, maybe with Metroid Prime 4 coming out next year. And choice number three, Metroid uh, Samus Returns for the 3DS being brought into uh, the Nintendo Switch. And then I'm going to throw out a fourth option just for good measure, and that is... Um, maybe we'll have a remake of the original Metroid or of Super Metroid, but in a new art style, kind of like we have with Link's Awakening. Uh, so that's a yet another choice that we may see. 
I'm going to tweet this out. I'm at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. I'm going to tweet out uh, a question about what do you think the Metroid uh, hint is hinting at. Uh, you can reply and we will talk about it on Saturday's show. Electronic fun with computers and games. The magazine of the computer age. Easy to read, witty, and informative. It's the ultimate magazine for gamers and computer users of all ages. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. We had Super or Paper Mario stuff. We've got Metroid stuff. As if that wasn't enough, now we also have Nintendo Entertainment System and Super Nintendo stuff to talk about on the show today. Uh, three new games are coming to the Super NES uh, as part of your Nintendo Switch Online um, uh, subscription, uh, which is $20 a year. And those games are Operation Logic Bomb, which I've never heard of, uh, Panel de Pawn, which I had never heard of until I saw the video and I said, oh, that's Tetris Attack, which is a, a fantastic puzzle game. Uh, if you have not played... Tetris Attack, you are missing out on a really, really fun puzzle game, which does not play anything like Tetris, but used Tetris as its name and Yoshi as its like mascot for some reason. In Japan, it was called Panel to Pawn, and I I don't know why they made the switch over here, probably to try and, and sell copies, but it's a fantastic game, which was very strangely marketed. And then Wild Guns is another game that you're getting on your Super uh, Super Nintendo uh, app. I've also heard that Wild Guns is really, really good, but I never played it. And then on the Nintendo Entertainment System, you're getting Rygar, which is this cool side-scrolling game where you've got like a giant circular blade on a string where you punch out and the strings or the, the blade like spins around and attacks people. I remember playing this a lot in the arcade. I never played the Nintendo version. Uh, these games are coming in, on the 20th, uh, and that brings us up to over 80 classic games. But, you know, it's almost like Nintendo has been listening to the show because we recently were talking about the retro games that we want to come to the Nintendo Switch. And I named off a bunch, and you guys tweeted at me a whole bunch of games that you want on the Nintendo Switch. And it doesn't, I don't think anybody mentioned Operation Logic Bomb. I don't remember reading anybody mentioning Rygar. I don't understand why Nintendo is taking their sweet time to bring games like Mother or, or not Mother. Well, yeah, sure, Mother or Earthbound or, you know, um, I can understand why they might not bring something like uh, Chrono Trigger because that's not their game. And sure, you can argue that Hal isn't 
Uh, you know, the games from hell are not Nintendo games, but they're pretty much Nintendo games. So I don't know. It seems crazy that we've not we've not yet gotten those games and they keep bringing us weird games like Operation Logic Bomb. That being said, uh, Logic Bomb might be awesome. But really, for me, the one that I'm most excited for is Panel to Palm. Uh, I love Tetris Attack. I, I've had a lot of fun with that game, and now I'm really happy that it's on my Nintendo Switch. People in the industry say Nintendo simply has the best games. Every single time that I read something about Clubhouse games, it's it's good news. And there's more good news. This comes from a Reddit post where somebody had noticed on the UK site uh, where they were calling, uh, looking at Clubhouse games, and it says that it will have what's called supplementary software to allow local multiplayer between consoles. You might read that and be like, what in the heck is that talking about? Here's what it's talking about. If you have... Um, I'll say, uh, oh gosh, uh, Namco, Namco Legends, I think it's called. It, 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 one of the games in Namco Legends is Pac-Man Versus. And Pac-Man Versus on the Nintendo Switch has a free version of the game that you can download so that you can play with other people. As long as one person uh, who has a Switch owns that game, other people can download the free version and connect to that game for some local multiplayer, which is fantastic. And that's exactly what um, what Clubhouse Games is going to be doing. It says here, uh, under local multiplayer, so local, not online, uh, it says free software will be available that allows players to connect in local multiplayer with somebody who owns the full version of the game. As long as your friends have a Nintendo Switch or a Nintendo Switch Lite and one person owns the game, everyone else can play too, which in my situation is fantastic because I'm looking at that game and it looks it looks really, really fun. And we have four Nintendo Switches in our house. So yeah, we'll be able to play all of us together because we're all going to have, like, because we'll have one copy and we won't have to buy four copies for everybody to play together. I love it when companies do stuff like this. Do you remember back in the 3DS era when... Uh, you could uh, have one copy of the game and then it would like download assets from your from your Nintendo 3DS to other people who are nearby and then you could all play together. That's fantastic. Well, now you can do it, but you have to download your uh, your assets from the eShop, which is perfectly acceptable. I think that this is fantastic and uh, I'm pretty excited for this game. The more game cartridges a video game system plays, the more fun it is. All right, we are just about ready to wrap things up. I've got three quick stories to bring to your attention before we get going, and that is that Evo, the big fighting games tournament, is going online. They they recently did a video where they said uh, introducing Evo online because, you know, they can't do uh, what they normally do. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because here are the games that you can play for Evo Online. It's Samurai Showdown, Grand Blue Fantasy, uh, Soul Calibur 6, Tekken 7, uh, Street Fighter Championship Edition, Dragon Ball Fighters Z, uh, Tournament of Champions, or maybe that is Tournament of, like maybe Tournament of Champions is the name of the thing, or maybe that's a game, I don't know. And then finally, under, I can't read what that says, under Inner Night in Birth or something, I don't know. 
it's another fighting game. I'm not a big fighting game guy. You know what's not here? Smash. Smash isn't here. Like that. It's it's uh it when Evo was announced last year, that was like the biggest thing was that Smash was the game that they were going for, and it's not included in Evo Online. Now you might wonder. I'm also I almost missed this one. Uh, Killer Instinct, Mortal Kombat, and I'm sure that there's others. Uh, but n- nowhere in this list of games is Smash. And you might ask why, and my answer is probably be, be, probably because uh, Smash is really not that great online. I mean, I've had really great experiences, but I've also had horrible experiences playing online. And to have a competitive tournament when you are playing only online... To include a game that has such poor uh, implementation of online play, I think would be a huge mistake. So Evo Online is leaving Nintendo's uh, Nintendo's um, Smash Ultimate. They're leaving them out. I think that that's um, a smart move on their part because if you were watching a fight and there was a bunch of, you know, the game froze. Like it always, like I don't want to say always, like it sometimes does. That would be grounds for somebody saying, oh, it froze. Uh, I, I want to have a do-over. And it would just cause a bunch of headaches. So Nintendo, you want your games to be taken seriously in an online setting, you're going to need to step up your game. Uh, Wario64 tweeted this out. He says, Venture Beat is reporting that Pikmin 3 Deluxe is being ready for release soon. Uh, if you never played Pikmin 3... Did I ever play Pikmin 3? I played Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2. I think I missed out on 3. I can't remember now. Anyway, uh, the Pikmin games are really, really cool real-time strategy games with a weird twist to them. Of course, it's very, very Nintendo. Um, And rumors are that we're going to be getting Pikmin 3 Deluxe on Nintendo Switch. I think that's a good move. And then finally, the last thing that I want to say is that Unreal Engine 5, we recently saw uh, Unreal Engine 5 unveiled. Um, as part of Summer of Games or, or uh, Games, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head now that I, it doesn't matter what it's called. Um, the the Jeff Keeley thing where he was interviewing, like they just did the Tony Hawk thing and then they did the Unreal interview. Well, they showed off some Unreal 5 engine stuff, which looked really, really cool. And a lot of people were like, oh, look at the PS5 is so great. Unreal Engine 5 is going to support the Nintendo Switch. Does that mean that these that these kind of graphics are going to be experienced on the Nintendo Switch? No, of course not. But that means that developers can make their game in Unreal Engine 5 and then deploy it to, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, Stadia, PC, uh, iOS, Android. Like they can deploy it against uh, across all of these different platforms. And I think that that's awesome. You know, speaking of Tony Hawk, I don't think uh, Tony Hawk is coming to the Nintendo Switch. And JoelMe24 in chat just reminded me it's called Summer Game Fest, not Summer of Games. I I keep mixing that up. Anyway, here's the actual quote from Eurogamer. It says, uh, Unreal Engine 5 gets its first public release in early 2021 with franchise juggernaut Fortnite transitioning across from UE4 later on the same year. Unlike uh, Unreal Engine 4, however, the new iteration of the engine is not a clean break from the past. 
It has the same system of targets as Unreal Engine 4, meaning it will run on anything from the most high-end PCs to old Android and iOS devices, encompassing current-gen consoles too, including the Switch. Obviously, you can't expect the same level of quality as the fully-fledged next-gen experience revealed today. Uh, and I think that that's a perfectly reasonable thing. So I'm excited for Unreal Engine 5, but I just want to manage everybody's expectations a little bit. Um, you're not going to see anything from Unreal Engine 5 for like two years. It's going to be a real long time before we see the benefits of that outside of Fortnite because they get to play with it early because it's their system. So I, I wouldn't anticipate that we would see games that were made in Unreal Engine 5 for a very, very long time. That being said, once uh, Unreal Engine 5 is out and game developers start using it to make their games, the cool thing is, is that they make their game once and then it is very easy, well, comparatively easy to distribute that game on a bunch of different platforms so we can all play the games that we want on the systems that we want. And then on top of that, the, I don't want to say more important, but I would say equally as important is the whole Epic Games account that they were talking about. And that's that they have now set up uh, your Epic account as a link between all of your other accounts. So you can link your PlayStation account, your Xbox account, your Nintendo account, your PC account, your Stadia account. You can link them all together through your Epic account. And that makes cross-play easier to develop for, um, for video game uh, developers. Anyway, I just thought it was really, really cool. All right, let's wrap up the show. If you haven't already, make sure that you check out 143 Pixels. If you haven't joined our community, make sure that you do over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. Get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use that hashtag AskRJS to get your thoughts on the Saturday show. And finally, this show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check us out over at gstu.net. I'm out of here. The music you're hearing is Cornarius Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay awesome. Stay safe. Wash your hands.